Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time for Odds and End Zones, a feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Adam, what the heck is happening in the second half for the Denver Broncos? Two weeks in a row. They just looked completely lost on every level, not just players, coaches, the scheme, the play calls, all of it. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. Um, Sean Payton had some interesting thoughts about uh, his defensive coordinator and his quarterback and some of the things that they uh, were struggling with at this time, um, which uh, we can we can get to a little bit further on, but your question about what is going on in the second half actually leads me to my question because uh, I don't have an answer for you because it it boggles the mind. It's two weeks in a row. You're absolutely right. Is Sean Payton the problem? That that is something that I did not think I was going to be saying in week two or after week two uh, of this season. Is Sean Payton the problem? But I. I I don't know where else to put my blame. There are issues in the secondary. There are problems with uh, a couple of injuries. There are clearly some things that need to happen with the offensive line. Like I get personnel-wise, there are some things that uh, as a head coach, you can only do so much. But are we are we really living through sort of a lather, rinse, repeat moment where the head coach is 
a problem? Is is Sean Payton the problem? No, I don't think so. To me, the problem is this franchise has been so bad for so long. Even Sean Payton is going to need time to fix this disaster. And I think we're seeing that in the second half. Because he said it, and I'm going the things that we learned column that I write after the game. And it goes back to what I've said on this podcast. You have to learn to crawl before you walk. And this team has to learn how to not lose games before it wins them. These are professional football players. Sean Payton, if we're going to, if we're going to say that he's the reason for the problems in the second half, is he also the reason that they're so successful in the first half? So to me, it's entirely this roster. It's the players. I think when they got up 21 to three against Washington on Sunday, they quit. They thought they had it in the bag because they've been so bad for so long. They don't know how to finish games. They don't know how to close them out. They don't know how to not lose games. Teams that win finish that game. They don't let a missed face mask penalty that leads to a fumble completely put them back on their heels. That's when that team lost momentum. They did not recover. That's on the players. So I think what this shows us is how bad this franchise has been since Super Bowl 50. And it's going to take a lot of work. And Sean Payton said that in all of his pre in all of his pre-regular season interviews that he did with the national media, which has completely butthurt the local media, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, they don't they don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> but he said it's gonna take a lot of work. And it's going to take a lot of work. And there's one thing that is not going to be on the vocabulary of any Broncos fan right now. And that's patience. Yeah, well, of course there's no patience. We we as fans have spent the better part of a decade in in a world that we're not used to, right? This is is something that harkens back to uh, the mid-60s to the mid-70s with the inept uh, sort of bumbling through the league. You've got your lovable sort of guys that you enjoy, but they're just not going to win games. But there's really nothing lovable about this team. That's that's where it drives me nuts. Is I don't I don't love Pat this Sertan. team. Uh, but even then, I, Pat Sertan's a, a great player, but I don't love this team. Pat Sertan's going to be a great yeah. player wherever he ends up because he's he's not going to be with the Broncos after a while because at some point there's going to have to be a rebuild. And he's an asset that you can trade to get draft picks. And if you truly trust in what Sean Payton is going to do, you've got to give him the ability to do the grocery shopping. And and I don't know that, and I don't want to get into that future conversation of what could happen with them because that really is something that you you, you start to go down a rabbit hole there. But but I do want to point to something you said about losing. And, and I've said this, and it was part of my keys to the game in in this game against the 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 Washington Commanders step on them when you have your foot on your enemy's neck 
crush their neck. When you have the opportunity to win and put teams away, you have to have the killer instinct. You've got to be a shark with blood in the water. And you have to be willing to absolutely destroy your opponent. They were lost in the lead. They didn't know what to do with themselves. And you could tell that some of the players on that sideline have been a part of a losing franchise for their whole career, a la Cortland Sutton. And I'm not calling Cortland Sutton out, but I'm just saying, time-wise, he's been in he's been in the league as long as the Broncos have sucked, and he's been with the Broncos the entire time. And it, it's it's obvious, as you've said, they don't know how to win games. They have no understanding of what it takes to be victorious in the NFL. And what happens with that mentally is you allow teams like the Washington Commanders with a quarterback that really isn't that good and an offense that's just okay to do things that they shouldn't be allowed to do. You shouldn't you should not allow them to do those things. You should be able to stop them. And then it comes down to we you you've got this end of the game non-call on a pass interference on a two-point conversion after an incredibly lucky uh touchdown pass which let's be let's be completely honest about the end of that game that is luck the 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 touchdown pass that Russell Wilson gets credited for at the end of that game is 100% luck there is nothing about that play that should make anybody feel any better which means none of us should care about that stupid defensive pass interference call that wasn't called, that should have given the, given the Broncos another shot at the two-point conversion, it doesn't matter. You never should have been in that position to begin with. You did not deserve to win that game, and it's a recurring theme, and we're only two weeks into the season. That is why, and, and I think that's why I end up asking the question, is this on Sean Payton? Did, did Sean Payton make a mistake coming out of the, the locker room at halftime. Because we said it in week one. We're saying it again in week two. Those are two different teams. What they did in the first half is completely different from what they did in the second half until it was too late, obviously, for the Washington Commanders game. Who's, whose fault is that? And I know the defense has a myriad of problems. I know that the offense is still figuring things out. I understand that. But at a certain point, and I don't know when this is going to be, we are going to have to look at Sean Payton and go, well, wait a minute. Your football team was up 21-3, to and you lost that game. I understand it's on the players, but what could Sean Payton have done so that it wasn't a situation where and, – and, and you were, you're right about the, the missed face mask and the, the total collapse. There is a mental block with this team. Losing is a disease. I have said that before on this show. I have said it. I have written it in articles. I have mentioned it many times over the course of the last seven years. Losing is a disease. And they've caught it and they can't seem to excise it. It is It is a lump that has grown into Broncos country and it cannot be excised. We cannot get rid of it. And I. it, it is. it makes looking at What's going to happen in a week or in week three, I should say, 
in Miami, where the Broncos don't traditionally play all that well to begin with, a, a little bit scary. To me, the main reason, the main culprit behind all of this is Vance Joseph. His defense is the one that lost that game. Who hired him? It wasn't the offense. Who hired him? That's fine. I, I mean, I get it. I know where you're going. I'm just, I, I just, I, I keep coming back to that. Was he really the and, best but, option? But, but here's the thing. What are you going to do differently? I get it. Are you going to fire Sean Payton? No, I'm not. And that's, I, I understand that when I start asking, is it Sean Payton's fault? It sounds like I'm calling for his head. And I did say, I, at least I think I said, I'm not saying he should be fired and I'm certainly not blaming him yet, but it is frustrating to be in week two and feel like that's a valid question. And to me, he said, who's responsible, the defensive coordinator. And he should be fired, and they should hire the guy who should have been hired in the first place, and that's Rex Ryan, who has said, if he had me as his defensive coordinator, this would not be happening in Denver. And Rex Ryan is arrogant and confident and all of that, but he's not wrong. He's a better defensive coordinator than Vance Joseph by a universe. Vance Joseph is incompetent. Uh, You know... It is, it is. It, then it raises the question: Why isn't Rex Ryan the defensive coordinator in Denver? Why not? What happened? Was he just great question? Just didn't want to go. Was he not offered the job? I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I don't remember it. If I in the I comment section of Mile High Report, people are throwing out: Was it really Sean Payton's decision to hire Vance Joseph, or was it above him? So whatever the reason, the defense is horrible. It's not going to get better because his defenses don't get better. They get worse. I, 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 there were a lot of questions on the hiring of Vance Joseph as defensive coordinator. It, it, I don't know why they brought him back. It should have never happened. They need to nip this in the bud now. Well, they need to, but they won't. Because everyone knows what's going to happen with this. Everyone knows He's going to be fired. And you mentioned it. They're going to be going against Tyreek Hill. The Broncos couldn't cover Tyreek Hill when he was in Kansas City. Now they're going to cover him when he's in Miami? No. Damari Mathis is going to... Well, I want nothing to do with Damari Mathis. (laughs) I, I mean... That's where we are. I mean, if he's not fired now, is he? Is it going to be after the, the, the Dolphins potentially drop a 50-burger on the Broncos on Sunday? Which is entirely possible. They just gave up 35 points to Sam Howell. And it, most of it in the second half. Most of it in one half of football. It, 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 that is something where... You look at what this team is capable of doing, and we we've seen we've seen two completely different versions of this team in two straight games. I do not believe that we will see two completely different versions of this team. I actually I, I'll take that back. I have a feeling that the offense will be okay, not great, but okay. 
I know that Vic Fangio is a great defensive coordinator, and I know that his uh, football teams are a bend but don't break, uh, you know, type of defensive sort of way of doing things, and that's fine. But we have seen the Dolphins struggle on defense. They struggled with the Chargers. They they didn't look great against the Patriots. They looked okay. I think Sean Payton can put together a game plan that at least puts points on the board. The question then becomes, can the defense keep them alive? No. And I and I think we've already got our answer here. And, and that's where it becomes very, very frustrating. For some reason, the spread's six and a half. And you said this coming in before we started recording. It's to entice betters. Well, of course, this is going to entice betters. There's no way the Dolphins are going to win by less than a touchdown. So jump on this while you can at DraftKings. It's about to change. It it will change. Like eventually this is going to get north. It's going to get close to 10. Like I don't know how this isn't a 10. Even if it's at nine and a half. I think I'd take it at 10. I think I'd take it at 10. I would take it at nine and a half. I don't know about 10. We've said it. The, the, The sweet spot numbers are two and a half, six and a half, and nine and a half. Those are the sweet spot spread numbers. Well, you got one of them right now, however long it lasts. Let me jump on my, hang on. I'm going to jump on my phone here. This is a, it's a, it's a, we talk about betting all the time. I'm going to just jump on my, my DraftKings app here. And I'm going to go throw a bet on that six and a half, if it's still there, because why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you take advantage of something like that? uh, When, when it's there and I'm not advising anybody to go do, what I am currently doing, but I, I'm also not saying not to do it because that's that would be. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. What, what am I, your dad or something? Oh, that was weird. I'm not any of your dads, by the way. Let's see here. Scrolling down. As yep. always, still as always, bet with your head, not over it. Let's throw a, throw a bet on that. Yep, there it is. That bet's fire, according to to my app here all right there the bet is made i'm uh, i'm happy to have that money on it uh whatever that money is and if you if you know me you know it's not a lot of money it doesn't matter <laughs> it's short money i'll tell you that much it doesn't stack super high and that's okay um all right let's well let's get into our game preview we've already sort of started it and and i guess the basic gist of what we're saying here is that miami is going to kill the Denver Broncos. At least that's the way that this looks. And going into this game, it is it is really hard not to to look at this as already at 0 and 2. It's a must-win game that that I don't think they have any chance of winning. It's the Dolphins opener. They opened their first two games in LA and Foxborough. So now they're going to come home. I mean, Miami fans are incredibly bandwagon. They're like Los Angeles, New York to an extent, just like any other major metropolitan area. Now they're successful. Hard Rock Stadium is going to be popping in Miami because this team is fun to watch. That offense is incredible. It'll be interesting to see if Jalen Waddell gets out of concussion protocol. He was put in it after Sunday night. So... Not that it matters. <laughs> it's one less weapon that was going to torch this defense. 
I, but yeah, I just, I, I don't see a way the Broncos win this game. And I get it. People are going to throw out, well, what about the Dallas Cowboys game a couple of years ago? <sighs> okay. They had a defense that was really good coached by a defensive coordinator, defensive, well, head coach, defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. They don't have that now. Vance Joseph is not going to outcoach or contain Mike McDaniel. No. And and let's just jump right into the keys to the game here so we can we can get to it because I think you're absolutely right. And and I'm just gonna say that unfortunately this game is going to come down to stopping the passing attack. That's it. The Broncos have to stop the passing attack. And that's unfortunate because they they don't have the ability to do that. You have one player right now, one player in the secondary that is capable of covering one guy and taking him completely out of the game. And then everything else is just a dumpster fire. So they got to, they got to put on their big boy pants. They got to, you know, figure out what they're doing and they've got to find a way to stop the passing attack of a Miami Dolphins team that quite frankly, I don't, I don't think that they can better teams have tried and I don't see it happening. So uh, that's my key to the game. And I, I, I don't feel very comfortable with it. Figure out whatever the heck is happening in the second half. I, I have never seen a team look the way they did in the first half, come out in the second half and just look completely different. I still don't understand it. I cannot wrap my head around how good the Denver Broncos looked in the first half against Washington to how incompetent they looked in the second. I don't get it. They need to figure it out. Sean Payton has to figure it out. We finally saw some explosive plays. They're going to need that if they want to, if they want to stay in this game against Miami. Using Marvin Mims, brilliant. Do it again. Marvin Mims is one of the bright spots for this team right now because he's also doing it as a punt returner. Keep utilizing him. Find a way to utilize Jerry Judy a little bit more. I don't know how much he was limited because of that hamstring issue. He could have been. But they need to find out and correct whatever the heck is happening in the second half. Yeah. Because I think they're going to start strong. The problem is, is so is Miami. I mean, to me right now, the MVP favorite is Tua. And the sports books agree. He's the odds-on favorite right now to be the MVP. So if they can get that defense figured out with Vic Fangio, this could be a dangerous team. And Russell Wilson could potentially have a chub all over him on Sunday. Uh-oh. There it was. We got in a chub joke. You got to love it. Uh, let's go players to watch. I'm going to jump in first with my offensive player to watch because you already mentioned him, and I don't want him to take want him to be taken. I'm going with Marvin Mims. I, I, I don't know how you have the first half that he had, and then have the offense just completely go in an opposite direction. He he completely disappeared against the Washington Commanders, and I don't understand why. I don't understand how that was allowed to happen. How are you not? Just saying, run, Marvin. I will throw the ball into the air. Russell Wilson has one of the best deep passes 
in all of football. People have been saying it for years. I'll just chuck it up there. You go get it. That's what two is going to do with Tyreek Hill. That's what you've been looking for. It's why you drafted a guy like KJ Hamler who can't stay healthy. It's why you go get speedy receivers. It worked for the Broncos in the first half. So hello, do it again. He's my offensive player to watch. Hopefully watching him do those things again versus what he did in the second half, which was nothing and not necessarily because of his own doing. Before I get into my player to watch, isn't it nice that Tyreek Hill isn't in Kansas City anymore? Yeah, except for we still have to see him. <laughs> I don't care about that. We're not seeing him twice a year torching the Broncos' defense. No, Helping out true. Patrick Mahomes, who needs receivers. We will have a little PTSD uh, on, on Sunday, though. My player to watch is the offensive line. They were completely manhandled in the second half against Washington. And a lot of credit... To Jack Del Rio's front, that's one of the best defensive lines in football. They took the mode of John Lynch and the 49ers, taking draft capital and putting it on your defensive front. Brilliant strategy by Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders because their defensive front is phenomenal. They can get you at every level, end, middle, whatever. The Dolphins can't do that. They don't. They have a couple of guys but it's not to the level of Washington. If if the Broncos want any shot in this game, they have to protect Russell Wilson. They can't allow Wilson to have a chub all over him. Oh, that's two. I don't think Sierra would like it either. Uh, defensively, I, I'm just going to go with the whole secondary. Uh, you, you can watch Pat Sertan all you want, um, but you're essentially watching a guy just run around because no one will throw the football in his direction. Uh, and when they do, it's these quick passes where it's, he's already got guys limited from going anywhere. But it's everybody else in the secondary. That's that's Damari Mathis. It's Justin Simmons. Uh, I Have we heard about Kareem Jackson? Are we going to see him? Or is he gone for a while? Probably I not. hope not. They should cut him. It, it's it's sort of like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter because you have one guy who can do it and then a bunch of guys that can't. And I'm including Justin Simmons in that because as you put in awful, the first two, as you put in our slack, he's been booty cheeks the first few weeks of the season, first couple weeks here. Uh, So that is a a big concern. So the secondary for me is, is who I think we should watch because it's getting bad. To me, it's Vance Joseph. I mean, the guys on defense are the guys on defense. They can't tackle, which is what I said before. It's like boxing out in in basketball. It's about effort. It's about want to. I I mean, Raheem Mostert is probably going to run all over this defense because no one will be able to tackle him, and they're not going to be able to get a push up the field to even stop him. But to me, it's Vance Joseph. If they want any shot in this game, he has to develop an out-of-this-world defensive game plan which is not going to happen because he's the the Nathaniel Hackett of defensive coordinators. Ooh, that was, that was kind of mean. I liked it. I'm not saying it was, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was good. I thought it was an, uh, the comparison was apropos, if you will. But um, how about the Mike McCoy of defensive coordinators? Oh, there that's, that might even be better. Does he do the weird eye thing? Who is still, who is still in the league, by the way, I think he's, Doug Peterson's quarterbacks coach in Jacksonville is I was watching the chiefs Jaguars game on Sunday. I saw him and I was like, how is he still in the league? What does he have on people? 
something, whatever it is. I do you really would you really want him anywhere near Trevor Lawrence? Like, you got a guy. Not my who's, call. You know he's he's developing into a, a pretty solid NFL QB, which is what everybody expected. And you know, you're going to throw. I think that's just a terrible idea. That's a bad idea. I you know who am I? I'm just some guy sitting in his basement doing a podcast, which means according to a lot of people, I don't know what I'm talking about, and that's fine with me. But I wouldn't. Of course, wouldn't want, it it is a it is a franchise that wants its fans to chant Duval. And they so. do it willingly, just as loud as they can. So uh, they are made for each other. <laughs> they are a match made in football hell. Uh, all right, you got sc- I got a score prediction. I wrote it down earlier, and then I actually scratched it out a little bit and, and, and adjusted it after our conversation just because I didn't feel like I, got, I maybe got a little ridiculous. But I'll let you go first. 42-17 Miami. We're not, we're not that far off. I, I, uh, I'm going 45-24 Miami. I think you'll see a good first half out of the Broncos offense a la the last for, last two weeks of the season, first two weeks of the season, I guess I should say. Uh, and then a garbage time touchdown uh, somewhere towards the end when Miami has pulled all of their starters and Russell Wilson's still out there running for his life. Just a thought. Um, all right, let's... Uh, notice, notice how I had 17? I did. I did. Uh, I saw that. I, well, I didn't see it. I heard it because it's I don't see numbers when people say them because that would be weird, right? It would be weird if I could see the numbers as you say them. I think that'd be weird. It feels like Sesame Street with yeah. the count. Well, but that's different. That's like intentional. Just like me sitting here, you and I having a conversation, you say numbers and then they just pop up into my like into, into my periphery or whatever. See, and here's what I'll tell you right right now. Like I'm in my mind. If you say seven, oh, I just saw a number seven in my mind, but I didn't see it out in front of me. This has gotten weird. Let's move on. Uh, let's let's get into our whip around the league here, and uh, let's let's talk about what's going on in the NFL with the rest of the schedule. Um, you've got uh, the the AFC West games going on, and then we'll look at uh, some of the more fun games. And I'm I'm looking at the schedule here. AFC West, the Steelers after Monday have to take on the Raiders. Pick up the Steelers' defense and fantasy if you can. Snag that. And the Bears get to play the Chiefs. So the the Chiefs will be okay because the Bears are hot garbage. And the Chargers are going Bears to Bears fans Minnesota. will be able to see what could have been. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, as as someone who has been texting with people planning my trip to Soldier Field uh, for the October 1st affair that will be the Bears versus the Broncos, I will also get to see what might have been had we drafted Justin Fields and not Pat Sertan. And right now I'm feeling pretty good about it because everybody in Chicago is convinced that Justin Fields is the worst quarterback in the history of quarterbacks, even though they're a franchise that hasn't developed a quarterback since Sid Luckman. So uh, is it is it the player or is it the franchise? Just just curious on that. Uh, but I don't think Kansas City loses that game. I think they win pretty handily, even though it's on the road. Handily. Or No, they're at home. Never mind. And I'll, I'll say this. The Chiefs are at home. They're totally winning that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The other thing is that's noticeable with the division is Brandon Staley is on the hot seat. It's only a matter of time before he's fired. Yeah, that that seat isn't just hot. It is it is white hot. It is burning with the intensity of a thousand suns right on his butt. 
So he is he's breathing fire. That's how hot his seat is. Just, and I mean, it, this goes back to that collapse in the playoffs against Duval. I, I think this is entirely because they should have moved on from him then. It's one of those situations where you know what you need to do. Don't delay it. That's what I don't get about sports franchises. This need to to hold on to something and see if it'll work when everybody knows how it go how it's going to play out. We all That's know the one direction. of the things. I, I mean, I I don't get it. What is the need in delaying the inevitable? You know what else is interesting about that? Had they fired, had they moved on from Brandon Staley, their head coach would currently be Sean Payton. My opinion, obviously, but that is. I truly believe that Sean Payton would have been more than happy to take over that Chargers job. Moved to Los Angeles. I think he was already there for Fox anyway. Uh, there's some 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 there's some real dogs, as Pat McAfee would say, on their defense. They've got offensive dogs. weapons. Yeah, dogs. I, I can't do Pat McAfee justice, so I'm not even going to try. But a young quarterback who he could mold into his own image. He's not. He wouldn't have been trying to fix Russell Wilson. He'd have been building up Justin Herbert. I I think Sean Payton was was praying to the football gods that the Chargers job opened up, and when it didn't, the Broncos' job was his second choice, and he was happy to take it. But if I was a head coach in the NFL and you gave me those two options, young Justin Herbert, aging uh, Russell Wilson, uh, pretty simple. Pretty simple choice there. And so I think the Chargers ended up shooting themselves in the foot by chargering because Chargers going to charger. Anyway, it just they can't even get that right. They can't even get that right. Uh, are there any other games that jump out to you as must-watches? I will say the Thursday night game with as bad as the Giants are, even though they got that win against Atlanta, or not Atlanta, Arizona. I, I don't see how the 49ers defense, if you own them in fantasy, doesn't give you at least 25 points this week. I hope so because I picked them up. Yeah, I, I have 49ers defense as well. I actually kept them in one league. So, uh, you know, there's that. But I, I honestly, like, maybe that's the kiss of death, but that's going to be a game where the defense just does all the work. And Christian McCaffrey probably won't score as many points uh, fantasy-wise because he won't have to. To me, after the first two weeks, the best team in football is the San Francisco 49ers. Their defense is phenomenal. It's loaded at every level, defensive line, linebacker, secondary. Their offense is loaded with weapons. And Kyle Shanahan has the system to work with those weapons. So to me, the best team in football, bar none right now, is the San Francisco 49ers. And it's interesting to me that the best teams in the NFL are in the NFC. There's two 2-0 teams in the AFC. I believe there's seven in the NFC. That says a lot. It, it says a lot. Uh, are there any other games that you're looking forward to that you think are must watches? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm, the, the I'm thing on the schedule that makes me go, oh, I got to watch it. Maybe the one that stands out is Bill's Commanders. Because as I've said, that Commander's defensive front is up there with the 49ers in terms of talent. And how good they are. And I believe they'll be able to wreak havoc on Josh Allen, who 
is basically Jeff George, the modern era Jeff George. So I love I put, love your hatred of Josh Allen. I just do. I think it's phenomenal. I'm not judging. I'm telling you I love it. I'm just saying he he's the modern Jeff George. Like he has this phenomenal arm, but there's nothing up top. Yeah, he's just dumb. He's just kind of dumb. So I, I give you I, that. I, I think the difference is the Bills defense is better. I don't think they're going to be torched by Sam Howell. <laughs> but that defensive front now is no joke. No. joke. And you know Jack of the River is going to be having his defense watch animals hunting animals videos to get them fired up. Do you think he'll show videos of things hunting buffaloes? Like I... Ooh. I have, it would have to be like it would have to be in the same. It would have to be in the desert, or yeah. it would have to be like a, a wildebeest being hunted by wild, lions by like or lion, hyenas. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. But the bills, it's a buffalo. It's like a bison, though. It's like an American bison. So, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't. I, I don't know if there's really anything that hunts bison. Yeah. You maybe a gray wolf, but there's not that many of them anymore. Of them. Maybe some. Maybe like one that gets like caught out by a bear. But I can't think of, I mean, somebody should Google video of animals hunting bison because bison will don't mess hand, you up. As don't a, send it to me because I love bison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we, as, as, as Buffs fans, CU Buffs fans, you know, everybody loves Ralphie. How could you not love Ralphie? Um, I was, I was looking at the schedule. I the will other, say I, I kind of am intrigued by the Eagles Buccaneers Monday night yeah, game. Uh, that's the one I was going to throw out. Baker Mayfield. I'm not saying he looks like a, a stud necessarily, but he doesn't look as bad as I thought he was going to look. Does he look better than Tom Brady did last year? Yes. I think so. Yeah, without question. Uh, Tom Brady has – he Father Time won again. Everybody knows that Father Time won on that one. And so what are we doing with that? But Baker Mayfield looks like a good NFL quarterback. Not great. I don't think he's going to win the game. I think the Eagles go in there and win that game, but it wouldn't shock me if the if if Tampa Bay pulled out a win. I, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, that's crazy. Is the shock in the NFL right now the fact that Joe Burrow and the Bengals are zero and two? Yeah, absolutely, it is. That's going to make for a really interesting Monday night game as well. I can I just say I don't like the two Monday night game thing, don't. especially at the stacked. Yeah, don't do that. I gotta, I gotta Why can't they one? do like baseball? Do like baseball in the wild card or divisional playoffs where you have a 2 p.m. start and then a 6 p.m. start. Yeah. Why can't we do that? Why not? Why do we have to stack it? It's a, it's, it, it takes away from the enjoyment of the game. Like, I got, I, my, what am I going to do? Sit here and watch both games at the same time? I really don't want to do that. Uh, I will say, I have to tell you, I, I, I wish I had two TVs to do it, but my wife won't let me well, do that. Yeah. She so. needs to, she needs to stop being so restrictive. I have to tell you a little story and then, and I think this might be a, might be a good way to wrap up here. I don't know. Uh, I had a little argument with my wife this week. I won a hundred dollar off coupon from FanDuel. I'm sure many people got it. You place a bet, you get a hundred dollar coin or whatever to get, um, a hundred dollars off of, um, uh, what is it? Uh, NFL ticket. Sunday NFL ticket. Sunday NFL ticket. And we got into a fight. She was like, because it ends up costing like 200 or 300 bucks or whatever it is. I don't remember. I think it was 250 or something like that or 200. I don't remember. 
And she was like, if, she's like, you really think you need that? Uh, you know, aren't, aren't there other ways for you to watch the game? You have, we have red zone. We kind of got into this argument about it. And uh, then she sends me a text about halfway through the game that says, uh, if you really think you need Sunday ticket, NFL Sunday ticket to be able to watch the Bronco games uh, uninterrupted, then, then you should do it. And I told her, you know, let me get through this game. Let me see how it goes. Let me just, you know, maybe I can, maybe, maybe I can make it work. I kid you not. I got to the end of the game and I told my son, A, invest your time in something else because you'll be happier for it. And B, I am not spending another dime on this football team to watch them on TV this season. So we don't need Sunday ticket. The, the game they played against the Washington Commanders pushed me over the edge and made me decide not to get NFL Sunday ticket. Well, the good news with this game is at least it's early, which will give us the rest of the day to do something else. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at Chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply